Welcome to Invest in Women, the podcast series, your insight into the growing wealth of women and the issues that impact their business and yours. See what happens when you educate, empower, and invest in women. We are delighted to have Aaron Ford and Dimple Shaw, both from Advisor Group, and Cami Sorensen Banks from Legacy Advisor Network. Ladies, did I get all that right? You sure you did. did. You got it. I am so excited for this conversation. These ladies know each other. I'm meeting them for the first time. So I am truly ready to be inspired by you guys because I think you're three very impressive women. I want to direct my first question to Cami because what I like about your situation is that your father, you work with your father and the fact that you're obviously comfortable with your father's, you know, his, the way he taught you about life, the way he taught you about money, that you're comfortable to work with him. So I find that with women in particular as clients, we don't get a lot of education when it comes to money, right? We are kind of taught still that um, it's today that it's somebody else is going to take care of the money matters and it's usually a man. So Kami, do you mind talking a little bit about your upbringing and why you chose to start your career with your father? Yeah, I sure would. So my dad's business was always a big part of our upbringing. I started emptying the garbages in his office in about second grade. So I was always around and he gave me opportunities to earn some money during the summers when I was in school and things like that. And so after college, he invited me to come into the business and I actually had not planned on doing that at all. I had kind of started to pursue my own endeavors. And he said, you know, Hey, I think, I think you should just give it a shot. And so I decided to do that. And, um, I have just been so enamored with the industry and the true impact that we get to make on people's lives. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Aaron Dimple, do, do you find what I say to be true or am I old fashioned in thinking that women are not educated about money as much as men are? Yeah, well, I'll start. And then Aaron, maybe you hop in. I mean, I think that's Absolutely true. And so I run corporate strategy and advisor group. And so my responsibility at the firm is sort of looking out and, and assessing what's changing from a demographic perspective, from a regulatory perspective, from a technology perspective, and using that as well as, of course, advisor insights from amazing advisors like Cami to shape where advisor group focuses our efforts and how we position ourselves in the market going forward. And so one of the demographic trends that we really are honed in on is this wealth transfer shift, right? That everybody I think is now awakening to. I think the industry has been talking about it for a long period of time, but I think that the rubber's kind of hitting the road with that sort of succession of advisors. And so we're seeing this great transfer of wealth from sort of this, the stereotypical, you know, Caucasian male to women. And I think we, most of us know the stats that women are going to control $30 trillion of assets over the next 10 to 20 years. And within that, when there is a life change, things like a divorce, the death of a spouse, it often is a trigger for a change in the financial relationship because the woman in the marriage so often has been sort of neglected in the conversation. And so much of the wealth management dialogue has sort of been focused on with the male. And so for us at Advisor Group, we just think that's such a huge opportunity, both to attract more women advisors and we're working on 
becoming the leading platform for women advisors, which Erin can talk a little bit more about, but also creating services, solutions, community for our existing advisors to attract more women investors as this demographic shift happens. So couldn't agree with you more. And we're really excited about the work we're doing to serve that transition. And just building on what Dimple said, just the one thing I would add in um, response to your question, Melissa, is that what we see is really with these trends is financial empowerment, right? So, so being the head of advisor engagement, we're really focused on how do we intentionally empower our women financial advisors, right? To in then in turn empower their women clients. And I think when you really think about that, you know, starting at the heart of EQ, you know, active listening, but then it, it also includes education and then really turning that into actionable plans. And then through that is really what builds the foundation of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really right there that we're really trying to not only, like I mentioned, empower, but build that confidence through the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you say confidence. I think we've talked for generations about women being more confident in what they do. And that means by taking control of things, right? And it seems like each generation takes control of a little more and a little more. And, you know, as you speak, I know someone in the family who is probably considered baby boomer generation who was raised that her financial investment was her husband. And then, like you mentioned, a divorce happened and it derailed her entire life from then on and her view of the world and her view of her education. And so I find not only you know, the fact that we are empowering our our daughters, but as a mother of a son, it's see a a man seeing a woman being empowered affects his life for the better as well. And I'm assuming that's not only the case with your male clients, but also your male colleagues as well to see you in there uh, with them doing the same thing. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And when we think about, again, and as I'm just, you know, here with Cammie as well, what has been so rewarding and energizing to see is advisors, you know, like Cammie, who Cammie has such a talent and strength and um, it's almost like storytelling, right? How do you then work with clients in Cammie with this gift of being able to really paint the picture and take big picture, but kind of boil it down into understandable chunks. And Cammie talks a lot about working with her clients in that way. But then even recently she gave us the gift and joined one of our leadership meetings and directly with our employees came in and really talked about that experience, but did so in a way that really, again, and I, I'll call it kind of engaged the heart and mind along the way. Well, Cami, tell us a little bit about that experience and how, how it was talking with all these advisors. Absolutely. This was actually um, something, a leadership opportunity that Erin and her team put together for the some of the senior leadership at advisor group. And it really was evidence of advisor group's leadership putting their money where their mouth is in terms of understanding the needs and desires of um, today's financial advisor and looking into the future. Where is this industry going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and just understanding from a corporate perspective, what is it like to be in the field, sitting across the kitchen table from a client who just had an emergency in their family or sitting across the desk from a client who's wondering how they're going to pay for 
their retirement, things like that, that it was just an opportunity to kind of speak from the field and from the experience that we have to folks who don't necessarily get to do that every day like we do. And so it was just a really neat time and a great, like I said, it was really advisor group kind of putting a stake in the ground and really saying, no, this is, we as a company have to understand exactly what what the needs of the advisor are so that we can provide the tools and resources that will lead us on kind of into the industry of tomorrow. Well, and it's certainly my conversation, you know, I, I, as I hear myself speak, it sounds like archaic language, like, oh, you know, women who were not independent or who, but it's the echoes of that, that I think young women are still hearing, right? The, the, the lessons that we need to be self-sufficient. I still have friends who were in their thirties and forties who have this insecurity about being self-sufficient. And so I feel like that's trickled down from insecure women teaching other women or, you know, or men who were dismissing women, teaching them to be insecure. So, you know, let's move on, Dimple, with the conversations about what's, I don't want to use the word struggles, but maybe some gaps, some gaps that you find where your guys' leadership helps clients, especially our women clients, because obviously that's what the podcast is about. But what are some gaps that women aren't considering when it comes to their financial wealth? Yeah. And and I would love to go back, Melissa, you mentioned sort of the importance of the engagement and leadership of our, our sort of male colleagues in this Mm -hmm. journey. Right. And, and that honestly is probably the thing I'm most proud of at advisor group is just the commitment that Jamie Price, our CEO and Greg Kornick and president of advice and wealth management have to to developing and promoting women in leadership roles. And so when you look at the leadership percentage of women at advisor, so the percentage of women that are leaders of advisor group, we have 50% of women in leadership roles. And Fantastic. we're the only wealth management firm to be at that place. And so I think it starts with sort of walking the walk internally, right? If if I think there are a lot of firms that are talking about, you know, we want to attract more women advisors and we want to attract more, help our advisors attract more women clients. But I think it all starts at home. And if you don't really believe that by attracting, retaining, showcasing women in leadership roles, there's just that disconnect and it's not genuine. So I just wanted to add that because I think, you know, it's one of the, we have a lot of things we work on, we need to work on, right, Erin? But I think that's one of the things that- Well, I just, before we get to the the gap question, I mean, I think that's an important message is you walk the walk, you know, and you can tell if a company is dedicated to their female clientele, but what, what they have internally, right? They reflect their own philosophies before they set that forth. So I think that's an excellent thing. Aaron, you know, one thing I would just build onto that as an example is we recently had our W Forum, which is our really industry leading women's conference. And to this point, as an example, we showcased six different visionaries, right, who are women advisors who really in, in kind of a TED Talk type style really opened up and not only shared their struggles, but their successes, And I think, too, what that does and really igniting this community and Dimple highlighted, it's like the see it, be it. Right. So as Mm -hmm. as women leadership. Right. So we have the commitment internally and then with our advisors. Right. Really showcasing them to talk about, you know, what's working really well in their lives and also what is the struggles. And I think 
then knowing as we just think about again going back to that symbiotic ecosystem that then happens with women clients right the hope is is right then we're just elevating and kind of amplifying that inclusive space to be able to holistically talk about personal and professional life what's well, only going to be more successful if it is holistic right if it is authentic you know because i think i don't know i i am a believer that people can see through something that's not real, right? They can feel it even if they can't see it. Cami? Yeah, Melissa, I was going to go back to something that you said a few minutes ago about perhaps sounding archaic by saying, you know, men really are taking the lead financially and their wives are kind of left to to just not understand. And I just have to say from the perspective of someone who sits with clients every day, the number of times that a wife has come into the office when her husband has either been declared very, very ill or has passed away with piles of paper and piles of canceled checks and copies of bills and investment statements and looked at us and just put them on the table and said, I have no idea what any of this is. Hmm. And it is not only is it important, not only is inclusivity important for, from an inclusivity perspective, but also because it's a disservice to the people who end up with the outcomes that are planned for all of these years. And so when I think about, oh, well, we need to include women, we don't just need to include women. Uh, Why don't I check with the woman first to find out if she's available and then see if her husband's available? Because from an actuarial standpoint, us women are actually the ones who are going to live out these financial outcomes that financial advisors and financial planners spend all of these years putting together. And so to not be proactive about the woman, not only having a seat at the table, but like at the head of the table and not just looking over her shoulder or her husband's shoulder at his notepad to say like, okay, now, you know, do we have all this together? No, no, no. Taking the time and saying it is important that none of the words that I say go over your head. If there is something, it is on me to make sure that every person in this room understands the words that are being used and how they are going to affect your future. And so acting like it's just, which I know none of us at this table are doing, but some people are like, well, make sure to include the wife. And it's like, no, 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 don't just include the wife. It's not like she's a guest. She's (laughs) the one who's going to be most likely sitting there at the end saying, And and I want her at that time is when she needs to feel empowered. And like, she has been part of this conversation all along. There are no surprises. She knows exactly what's going to come next because in every other facet of her life, she has no idea what's coming next. Right. Well, you know, with my mother, she lived 20 years longer than my dad and they, she, her father was a business owner, came in much like yours. And she fortunately they were a partnership when it came to money. So she was not intimidated at all to know exactly what was happening, but she lived 20 years longer than him. So if she was left in the dark, that would have been a terrible situation to put her in. Yeah. Uh, Dimple, I don't, we're going to get, that's a great segue into the gaps, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think this, is, this is connected to the gaps. I think what Cammie said is so powerful, right? I think there's a lot of dialogue and emphasis around, helping women at specific transition points, like 
you know, when they're going through a divorce or when they're going through the death of a spouse or the birth of a child. And yes, those are very important, but in many ways, it's too late at that point, you know? And so I think I couldn't agree more with what Cammie is saying. I think that's one of our gaps and opportunities is how do we shift the mindset? So it's not just about catching women, you know, when they're 70 and the spouse has passed away, but we're engaging them at the very beginning of the dialogue and we're there have an equal seat at the table or a leadership seat at the table, but they're equal partners in the conversation and and the dialogue is shifting both be, between us and the financial advisors to help them understand the importance of it. And then again, between the advisors and their clients. And so I think just how we continue to influence that mindset shift is one of the most powerful things we can try to do to engage this community. And then the secondary piece that you touched upon, Melissa, is just shifting. And and this has kind of become a cultural normative that, you know, girls and finance, that, that that is not an attractive field for them and that, oh, is it too math oriented or whatever it might be that isn't necessarily attracting younger women into this profession and younger women to take an interest in their holistic wealth management from an early age. And so I think that's another huge opportunity for us is just to think about how we partner with universities and and folks that are trying to reach into financial planning sort of tracks and cultivate a greater interest in wealth management, either as a profession or just to, as it applies to your own personal life, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think at the end of the day, it's about so much more than the math. And that's kind of become a misnomer, right? Or it's just the industry has evolved so far beyond that. And it's so much more about relationships and complex problem solving and you know all those other aspects. So I think those are some of our big opportunities and challenges as we look forward. Erin? I would just build on what Dimple said, and just really it's looking at the, you know, more the financial advisor as the financial life coach, right? And so as we talk about really bringing in that, you know, the the talent, it's really seeing that role, yes, being educated in in IQ, but as important, the EQ, part Mm -hmm. of the equation to really actively listen to what clients' needs are. And again, then, you know, bringing in the right resources, the right subject matter experts at the right time, and then helping the, you know, in the case of for us, the advisor, but for the advisor, the client, and then turning those into actionable items. And again, all of that then together really help build that, you know, that empowerment and that confidence. Well, you you talk about how to restructure it or to reintroduce it to people. And so my question for you guys is, uh, and I'll start with you, Cami. W- at what point in your life did you decide, you know what, I I like this and I want to do this? I started with my dad in the business on the operations side and kind of intended to maintain a back office role for a long, long time and kind, kind of have that be my career. And he started having me sit in on client meetings to take care of the paperwork, take care of administrative details that needed to happen and things like that. And it was that at that point, that I realized, I'd, I'd, I really had no idea, like, whoa, we are getting to take part in these conversations about the things that are the most meaningful to people. They're the things that they are most afraid of. 
the things that they want to preserve the most. And it was at that time where I was like, this is not math. This is people. And it's about values and inspiration and the legacy that people want to leave. And it's like Dimple was saying, it's, it is, there's a little bit of math, but you can do it on a calculator. And it is really more about being able to get to a point where you can listen and understand and kind of hear what's perhaps not being said and understanding dynamics and relationships and understanding the complexity of people's family situations and, and just really helping them believe that there are steps that they can take to get where they want to go and keeping them focused on those things and also walking with them through the bumps that come along the way. So that's really, that, that was when I was like, wait a second, this is a really, really kind of joy filled place to get to, to find myself in people's lives. I wrote down, it's not about math. It's about people. I thought that was a great Mm -hmm. line. Dimple, how about you? Yeah, well, actually, unlike Aaron and Cammie, who both sort of grew up in the business, I came to the business much later in my career. And I was one of those young women who was in sort of more of the, you know, math and analytical oriented professional track. So I kind of grew up as a strategy consultant and eventually found my way to the wealth management industry And it's exactly the things we've been talking about. I just, you know, there is sort of, especially in my role, underpinnings of analytics and critical thinking and using all those skills, but it is equally about the people and the impact that we can have on, you know, both advisors and their businesses, but also clients and helping them achieve their dreams and realities. And so the purpose, I think, of the work that we do is so powerful. And that's what keeps me excited and and energized for all that we're doing here at Advisor Group. Love it. Erin, your turn. You know, so growing up, as Cammie mentioned this, we we share this in that I grew up in a family business. And so when I entered in the early 90s, my mom was the president of, of the firm and really seeing her, you know, as a business owner, as a senior executive and kind of having that Part of it, seeing that, you know, be it, see it and you can be it. But I think what it was, was that she had such passion for the business, right? So such passion for our profession, but also to see the purpose, because just as Cammie mentioned for clients, right, really seeing the importance of the role that we played, she really highlighted the importance of the role that we play for individual advisors, right, who are partnering with us and having, how do we help them you know, live their life dreams as well? Because if they're experiencing that from our partnership, they're going to be able to bring that to their clients. And so really seeing, you know, growing up, seeing my mom be super caring. She was really big on creating experiences and memories, really celebrating everyone's individual life career journey but doing so in a way that provided, you know, financial advisors, although independent, being a part of something that was bigger. Mm-hmm. And really to me, seeing that being again, like, wow, we do change lives. And that is just every day to wake up and say, not only do we have a really big responsibility, but this is really awesome. Like this is really fantastic work to make a difference for people. 
Well, and relationships. And I love the fact that y'all know each other. Aaron, Dimple, and Cammie, we are out of time. I'm going to give you each a chance. These will be in the show notes for the podcast, but how would we reach out? Website, however you want to, you know, convey your information. Mine is email. So dimple.shaw, S-H-A-H, at advisorgroup.com is the best way to get in touch with me. And mine is Erin, E-R-I-N-N dot Ford, F-O-R-D, at advisorgroup.com. Mine is Cammie, C-A-M-M-I-E, B as in boy, at LegacyAdvisorNetwork.com. Awesome. Ladies, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Invest in Women, the podcast series. Your insight into the growing wealth of women and how to attract and retain your female clients and help scale your practice. Learn more by subscribing to this podcast or visiting fa-mag.com.